have you ever found yourself in a place of feeling burnt out? Mentally fatigued, exhausted, experiencing sleepless nights. So here we had a million dollars worth of inventory. We had return sales and I have payables. How mm. do we survive? Mm. That was a stressful moment. I'm done. I'm walking away. I think that everything we do think or say is based on what we believe and how we believe, and to the degree we believe it in four key areas. Getting those foundations in order are so, so, so important because they will determine how you see your purpose, how you handle stress, how you treat people. What wisdom, what insight would you give to somebody who feels like they're at that crossroads, like I'm burnt out? The thing to realize is that burnout can happen when things are going wrong and burnout can happen when things are going great. The easiest thing to do is What's good, Elevation Nation, and welcome to the Elevated Podcast, where we empower emerging leaders who are going after their it through personal development. I'm your host, Christian Johnson. Let's go. Listen, I want to know, have you ever found yourself in a place where you've been on the verge of feeling burnt out? Put that in the comment section if you can identify with that. What do you mean, Christian? Well, I'm glad you asked. I mean, have you ever felt like mentally fatigued? I mean, exhausted, feeling like your, your productivity is falling off, experiencing sleepless nights, stressed out, finding it hard to focus? Or have you ever felt like you wanted to go into isolation? If you notice any of those things, listen, I'm not a physician at all, but you could be experiencing burnout. And if that's you, feel free to say it out loud or put it in the comment section, that's me. But guess what? I have good news for you. We're gonna talk about it in today's episode. What are we gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about managing stress and burnout in high pressured situations. And listen, our special guest, is going to share with us her journey pertaining to our topic, as well as leave us with some mic drop moments, some personal insights so that we can navigate through this. But before we move forward, I have to leave this disclaimer that this information is for, from this podcast, is for personal development and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace professional or medical advice. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Today, we have with us one who I have not known a long time, but I have learned to respect, to honor, and to love. Uh, we've uh, met each other through a mutual acquaintance, but really is, he don't like me to say my boss, right? But I'll, <laughs> Bill Shaw, we love you, okay? And so we appreciate that. But what I've really learned to, I can say so much about our guests, but I can talk about how um, she's an entrepreneur, co-founder and CEO of H2O Connected LLC and, and Solutions. I can talk about how she's a published author. I can mention how she sits on the boards of, of, of a number, of, sits on the board of a number of organizations. I can talk about how in 2010, she was named the Female Business Leader of the Year for Chester County Chambers of Business and Industry. Our guest has spent over 25 years in the wealth management and corporate finances and so much more. From a distance, I have watched our guest walk, talk, and I've watched her actions, and they all line up. 
I've seen her leadership in business and our community and even in the ministry and a little bit of her personal side. And we invited her here today because I realized something. I realized that you can't accomplish all that she has accomplished. And trust me, y'all, I only talked about a little bit of it, right? Without dealing with stress or burnout. So through wisdom here with my pen and my pad, I'm going to learn as well. But Elevation Nation, I want you to welcome Susan Springsteen to the Elevate It podcast. Sue, how are you doing? Wow, that's quite an intro. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate your kind words. <laughs> I'm doing great. You're doing but, great. Yeah. But um, I have to say, mm -hmm. struggling, you know, burnout is real. Yes. It, you know, and the, it's something that you have to deal with, because if you have a lot of high ambitions or you're doing a lot of things at once or yeah. you have to do them over long periods of time. Yes. You're going to face burnout. Wow. And it's not a weakness. Mm. You know, everybody's going to face it. Yes. Well, so I love it. Well, we're going to go in, the, in that conversation. But before we go into that conversation, I want the Elevated Nation to know a little bit about you. And so I ask all my guests uh, what their it is, their inner tugging. And where I get that from is Matthew 14. Peter's on the boat with the disciples. Jesus is out on the water. They're fearful and they're like, it's a ghost. And there's something inside of Peter that I noticed that when everybody else was fearful and said it was a ghost, that he had a compelling, like Jesus is on the water. It seems to be impossible, but there's something inside of him that has him like, I have to go for it. As a matter of fact, he says, if that's you, bid me to come out on water. Right. And Jesus is just like, come. Right. So I think we all have an inner tugging. And for me in this season, it's an area of uh, equipping the emerging leaders. And so I want to know for you at this season, because it can change. What do you feel like your inner tugging is? Uh, well, it's, it's multi-pronged. Sure. So I, my inner tugging is using my business to benefit the community of Coatesville mm. and my investors. So I've had multiple seasons. So for a long time, my inner tugging was riding internationally with my horse. It was why I got up in the morning and was able to do that for many, many years at the same time. It, you know, my inner tugging has been providing great returns for my customers when I was in wealth management. Um, but it's you know, we in 2006, my business partner and I started a product development um manufacturing and business incubation company called Nth Solutions. Mm -hmm. And we've developed technologies and spun them off into additional technology companies, one of which is H2O Connected, which you mentioned. <laughs> and that's what brought me to Coatesville. Wow. But it, the using over, you, you end up using previous experiences to help guide you into other experiences. So, you know, that's, I, that's what brought me to Coatesville and the ability to use that business. And my, I just fell in love with the city. Aww. So when you, you, you start to see things differently and you see needs and you want to figure out how your, my seat at the table or my knowledge can elevate the folks in that beautiful 1.9 square miles <laughs> of Coatesville. But I, I think also, I think the inner tugging you know, you and I share a love for the Lord. Yes. I, I think that just to back up a little bit, sure. I think that everything we do think or say mm -hmm. is based on what we believe and how we believe and to the degree we believe it in four key areas. Okay. So it really, it really, it really sort of blends our worldview. Four key areas. Four key areas. Origin. Okay. Meaning, morality, and destiny. Okay. Can you give them to me one more time? Origin. Origin. Why am I here? Yeah. Uh, you know, how, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what I'm here. Um, meaning, why am I here? Mm -hmm. So where did I come from? Yes. 
or where did the planet come from? Mm -hmm. um, so origin, meaning, why am I here? What's my purpose? Morality, what is my basis for right and wrong? Mm. And destiny, what happens to me when I die? Wow. So what we believe in those four key areas and to the degree that we believe them puts our foundation for how we see the world, how we see opportunity, what our motivation is. So I think, and so it's, that's, and it's so important then yeah. that your belief system in those four key areas are foundationed on truth. Because mm. you certainly don't, you don't want to, to bet on your belief in those four key areas and then find out, you know, later in life that it was all based on a fallacy. Wow. So I think getting those foundations in order are so, so, so important because mm. they will determine how you see your purpose, how you handle stress, how you treat people, those kinds of things. Wow. So for instance, if you believe as we do that God created the world, yes. then, and he's an all powerful God, that's, we're going to see things differently than someone who believes that it was kind of a cosmic accident that okay. just happened to be here. Mm -hmm. Or if we believe that we're all, that, that, um, that God has a purpose for everything, yes, we're going to look differently than if we just think it's all about, you know, just circumstance or fate. Yeah. The perspective and morality. Do we believe in, do we, what is our basis for right and wrong? I, you know, as a Christian, there are, there are certain things that we know that, you know, God's holy and just, mm -hmm. and he is very clear about what's right and wrong versus sort of a, a societal view that we're to live our truth and everything's relative. Those are two totally different approaches. Mm -hmm. So they're going to, you're going to look at things differently depending on how you view that wow. approach. Wow. Wow. Destiny. Uh, you know, when you die, is that it? Or um, do you have the opportunity to spend eternity with the Lord and based on what? You know, mm. so if you believe that the soul lasts forever, you sort of look at life differently than if you believe you have to get it all now. Wow. Because when you're done, you're done. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Wow. So Ooh, you, you're dropping mic drops moments at the very, <laughs> the very beginning. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. So I think one of the things that really helps me deal with, and I live outside my comfort zone because okay. frequently you know, the, the, a long time ago, um, not that long ago, but probably 20 years ago, okay. I finally decided I would recommit myself to Christ and, and follow him. And I thought he knows what's best, where he wants to use me. He's given me habits, attitudes, abilities, relationships, contacts that he can use for his glory yes. in whatever capacity. So I basically took a blank sheet of paper at the top. I put, dear God. And I signed it at the bottom and I said, this is, you fill in the rest. Mm. And I thought, get ready for elevation ships where we go live with couples who are going after their it, their inner tugging. What's good, fam? I'm Christian and this is the moment you all have been waiting for. My beautiful wife, Lanisha, is joining me for co-host for elevation ships. Come on, somebody. You know, our call is to be obedient, right? Mm -hmm. It's God that does the heavy lifting mm -hmm. because he's much more interested that we fulfill what he has for us than we ever can be. Right, right, right. So that took some of the pressure off wow. of me feeling like I had to conquer the world. Wow. Um, it also took the pressure off of me and started to put it on other people. Mm -hmm. And I also think that um, 
just the idea that then my, and I was in the investment business when I did this. So it was pre and solutions and also feeling like my career, then it became a calling mm. and not a career. Wow. And when you view it as a calling and it's your it. Yes. There's sort of this, it, you have the ability to stick with it, I think a little wow. bit longer okay. because there's a higher purpose to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's not just all about, you know, the bottom line, there's a definitely a higher purpose to it. From so, a career to a calling. So I really view, I, when, when I, when we founded End Solutions, we wanted to make products that um, save lives, save money and preserve natural resources. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make them in the United States. And we are one of the few companies that make electronic products in the United States. Wow. So especially in 2006, everything yeah. was moving to China at that mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do that and we wanted to help incubate businesses around the technologies we developed so we could continue to employ people. And as a business owner, I can employ, you know, if I'm a manager, I have to maybe hire the person who's going to give me the biggest production for the money. As a business owner, I can hire someone that's trying to turn their life around, mm. even if they're not the most productive wow. at that moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, so my business partner, Eric Camfield and I decided that we really wanted to use business, uh, you know, for profit. Yes make a good return for ourselves and our investors, mm -hmm. but still use it in a mission sense. I love it. And that became a calling. Mm -hmm. So when the stress piles on mm -hmm. and it will, yeah. it gives you a little more staying power. Wow. I love it. I was going to ask you when you went right there being led, have you experienced stressful situations and, and are burned out? <laughs> yes. Yes. You have. Multiple times. Multiple Could you times. share something with us that you kind of had went through? Sure. Um, in 2010, uh, we, I don't know if you remember 2010, 2011, we got invaded by something called the stink bug. Yes. Okay. Yes. There was, there were no traps. There was no solution. It mm -hmm. was this horrible, disgusting bug that was driving. It was the topic of conversation yes. in almost every party I attended. So my brilliant team decides we're going to solve this problem. And we actually went from, this was in 2011, we went from crude prototype mm -hmm. to shipping to Acme in five months. I mean, that's unheard of. It was all court press. We had no distribution. We had somebody that sold into 700 stores within five months. And we were delivering to, it was actually uh, Super Value owns Acme at the time. And we were in 700 stores wow. in the region. And the trap worked. So right as we started shipping product, and we had raised money yes. to, to be able to put this, you know, investment money to be able to put this into the marketplace. And um, right as we started shipping product, a tropical storm, a seven-day deluge, and Hurricane Irene Whoa. came through our area and wiped out the stink bug population oh. for, for actually for several years. So here we had a million dollars worth of inventory. We had return sales and I have payables and I am wondering how mm. do we survive? Mm. So that was a stressful moment. <laughs> how did you get through it? It was difficult. We had some investors that gave us a hard time, okay. gave us a really hard time. And um, we had to really, um, you know, we, we had to, we just really had to work it out over yeah. time. But I went off payroll. 
So, you know, I taught riding lessons at night and on the weekends to keep paying for my mortgage. Cause I, you know, I, fortunately I had my resume and my expertise in the horse world. Yes. So we just, we slashed our overhead. We shut down, we shut down the product line. Cause I thought I don't ever again want to do a seasonal product, mm. you know, cause it was stink bugs not around all year okay. round. Okay. I don't ever want to do another seasonal product mm -hmm. and no weather related products. Wow. Yeah. Now we do toilet leak detection. <laughs> Everybody's got a toilet and they all leak. That's a good market. I'm not doing any more bug product. So anyway, um, but it was, it was stressful. A lot of us, we, we, you know, people took pay cuts. Yeah. They went off payroll. They just, you know, yeah. they, you know, we, talked to all our vendors, but I had a lot of sleepless nights wow. and that's where I dial back into, you know, this is, this is, I really feel like it was something the Lord wanted us to start this business for multiple reasons. Yes. And you have to look at it as, you know, also as a believer, I believe that all we have belongs to God. We're okay. stewards. Yes. And we, you know, when God created the world, the, the heavens and the earth, mm -hmm. And he created the garden and he put Adam in it. He gave him dominion over the earth, but he did not give him ownership. You're preaching, Sue. So, so I believe I, I get to use everything yes. that he's blessed me with. Yes. And I, but I, and I'm a steward yes. for my investors, for my employees, for my customers, yes. for myself yes. and my partners, all that. But I still believe it belongs to him. Wow. And there are plenty of times I sit there at the end of the week and go, Lord, your payrolls do. Yeah, I love it. Wow. I love it. I love it. But, you know, I really felt like if this was something he wanted us to do, if this was still the plan, yes. he would help us navigate that. Mm -hmm. And my job was to be obedient and glorify him and make the best decisions with the best wisdom I had. Mm -hmm. And that took some of that and enabled me to think through the tough conversations and the repeated tough times. Well, for our listeners, I, I want them to, to really pay attention to even what's going on because you're sharing so much power and I want to go a little bit deeper within that because like you're saying, I have product. I have a stressful situation that caused a lot of work, a quick turnaround. So burnout's going to have to come into play pertaining to that. But I'm hearing you kind of say, look, I felt there's a plan that God had for me. And so because I have a plan, right, and God's going to back his plan pertaining to these situations, yes, we have to go through what we need to go through in the natural, but as my natural, he adds his super on that natural. And as I'm committed, things are going to go ahead and do what need, uh, is going to go ahead and turn around for, for greater. But there are also some difficult situations you had to make. You said, look, not only am I gifted in the area of business, but also I've had a career dealing with horses and riding, and I have other talents and treasures that I can do. So look, I'm not just boxed in. I might can pull back from payroll here to go ahead and finance and pay my mortgage and do different, mm -hmm. different things like that. But, but so, so you're using all that God gave you pertaining to those things and the creativity. Deuteronomy tells us that um, uh, he gave us the power to produce wealth, that right. power, those gifts that he's given unto us. So I just even love how you didn't just sit there. You could have said, look, I'm, I'm gone. I'm walking away. I can't tell you how many times, how many people told me to do that. They said, save yourself. Cause you're going to, you're, you're, you're going to be the one that's going to have to carry this. Mm. So save yourself, walk away. You can do another career. And I like, I'm not doing it. I have 12 families that depend on me to make payroll. We owe vendors. I can't just walk away from my vendor payables. How does that glorify God? And I just had to, we just had to keep, you know, just keep, keep knocking it down. And the other thing I think is in these moments, it's, it's how, 
the Lord builds your faith, right? Because okay. he, I think when I look back on it, because mm -hmm. 2020 hindsight can give you a lot of wisdom. There's mm, another one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that he, in a lot of ways, he was preparing us for Coatesville. Wow. When I was in the investment business, you know, I had, that's a great business model because you get paid on a percentage of, of what you manage. Okay. So it doesn't take a lot of capital. Mm -hmm. You can make a very, a very good living, a very good living. Mm. And I made a very good living for a very long time. I need to talk after this. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, and then when I started in solutions, just a lot of things went wrong without our control. And I think about that time was when I was like, you know, Lord, you know, do with me what you want. And then, you know, I'll, I'll go where he's here. I am send me kind yes, of thing. Yes. And I think in a lot of ways he was paring away what he couldn't use because, you know, when I was in the investment business, you tend to think you're all that in a bag of chips, right? right? Because, you know, you're, you're making money. You've got a lot of stuff. You're driving nice cars, riding fancy horses. <laughs> you know, it's easy to think that you really have it together. You made it. And, um, you know, I think it can, it can get you kind of very self-absorbed. And in the investment business, you're judged by how much money you make and what your net worth is, because nobody wants to get financial advice from somebody who doesn't, you know, isn't, isn't creating their own wealth. Yes. Right. So you have to kind of show it. Mm. Um, but anyway, I think his, his goal for me was something different in the long run. And so I had to learn, I, I had some of these things had to get paired away mm. and I had to learn how to be dependent. I also had to learn how to identify with people who needed giant cards to buy food, who were about to lose their house, who, you know, maybe lost, you know, so I had to learn about what that's like mm. to have come closer, have those losses. And so in a way, I think he used that downturn and other things to, mold me into someone he could use in Coatesville. Mm, wow. So looking back on it. Yes. But, and I also think that had everything gone right and we were selling millions of stink bug traps, mm -hmm. I never would have thought to move to Coatesville. Oh, I would have just kept making stink bug traps. We probably wouldn't have created, you know, H2O connected in the way that we did. And it wouldn't have brought me to Coatesville. Mm -hmm. And, and think of all I would have missed. I wouldn't have met you yeah. and your lovely wife, Lenisha. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. No. So I just think in a lot of ways we look at, it's easy to look at stress and tough times as if it's a negative, as if somehow either God's mad at us or, you know, we're not doing, we're not in the will of God or mm -hmm. we're not doing something we should be. But sometimes it's really just, it's in the down moments when you see God show up yes. because you know, you can't, you couldn't have done that. Yes. Um, so, and it's also a way we're molded into how we can be useful. Wow. Wow. I love it. Um, I'm thinking about somebody who's watching or listening. Um, and maybe they're at a place where they feel like things are picking up. Business is going good. Ministry may be going good, but they're feel like they're burnt out. Like they're tired. They're, they're, they're stressed out. They're dealing with it. What would you say to somebody who feels like, because I was hearing what you're saying it made me think of this. When you can have stress and feel like burnout, like you feel like you need the resources, the finances, but you're still tired. Like, what what do you do? Like, do do I, I, I can't just stop working. Right. 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 You know, but I, I have to keep going on. So what, what what wisdom, what insight would you give to somebody who feels like they're at that, that crossroads? Like, I'm burnt out. 
but I need yeah. the resources. I think the thing to realize is that burnout can happen when things are going wrong and burnout can happen when things are going great. Yes, ma'am. Because you're trying to grab everything and you're trying to grow and it's exciting. So you're working long hours mm -hmm. and so you can get burned out. Mm -hmm. I think the, the easiest thing to do is realize you can take a little bit of a break. Okay. You know, remember, Lord worked for six days and he rested for seven. Mm -hmm. That wasn't because he was tired. Mm -hmm. I think it was to show us that we need, we can't just keep running it through. Wow. I think it was more of an example than it was because I didn't think I was exhausted from mm. speaking the world into existence. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that, taking a break. The other thing is that I think that's when you really need to make sure you're getting your sleep, you're eating well. A lot of times if you're running Mach 2 with your hair on fire, you know, you're, you're grabbing, you're living off of, you know, Twinkies and Eggos, right? <laughs> My go-to lunch is Eggos and peanut butter. So, you know, I, it's like, it's in the refrigerator. What's in the refrigerator I can eat in the next five minutes. <laughs> so, you know, it just, I think you need to be, because you have to take care of yourself physically, yeah. because if you're sleep deprived, you're hungry, you're going to, the stress is going to get to you. If I'm cranky, and my office will tell me to go get something to eat and go take a nap because <laughs> that's when I get cranky. Wow. So I think there is a physical aspect. Okay. And there's a lot to be said for, you know, taking a little time to reflect. It'll be there. Yeah. It'll be there when you're, you're done, you know, take the day off or take the weekend off or there's nothing wrong with that. What does rest look like for you? What does rest look like for me? Yeah. That's tough because a lot of times it means I'm not working as hard. Um, I have now have accountability partners who will drive by my office at 11 o'clock at night. And if my car is there, they'll call me. Will you get out of there? Uh, hear that? That's <laughs> accountability. We all need it. We all need accountability. Yes. Yes. So doing something I really like. I mean, I've really, it was riding. Okay. I don't ride as much as I used to, but riding was the, getting, riding a horse was the one thing that took me completely out of my day to day, my work, because I can't be thinking about work and effectively riding a horse. So <laughs> that was my ability to let that go. Um, so, and then now it's, you know, it's, I, I do Pilates. I, you know, I've, I've gotten into I have a lot of plants that I take care of in the office. I'm turning it into big arboretum. <laughs> so, you know, I have different interests. Mm -hmm. So that, having different interests helps, uh, you know, getting together with friends. Okay. Okay. I think for as leaders, yes. you and I've talked about this before. Leadership is lonely mm -hmm. because when you're leading, whether it's an organization or a company or a nonprofit or yeah. just, just, uh, you know, a, uh, any kind of endeavor. Yes you have to keep your composure and you can't, you're going to make decisions that aren't always popular and you can't discuss the things that you're thinking about with the people you lead yeah. because they really need to take their confidence from you. Mm -hmm. And so we can't let our guard down in a sense. <laughs> so it's been really important to me that I have an inner circle of other leaders where I can let my guard so down. Good. I don't hear that. Yeah. It's really important. Or you can just be so. Yeah, I can just be so. I love it. I love it. That's super helpful. Yeah. Guys, are y'all hearing this? Like literally like listening to some of the practical things because what you guys don't know is like every public event that's like out there, I'm like, Sue shows up. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how are you running all these businesses? 
you're in the community, you know, ministry things, you're just able to do so, so many different things and not just do them, but do them very efficient and effective and show up, not just be present, but I mean, show up as who you are. Um, and so that's what I was processing. Even when we were, when we invited you to come, I'm like, how is Sue able to operate the way that she has and still have like God's grace on you? You know, like you represent the love of Christ in the area of the community. Sitting here, you had to say Coatesville at least 12 times. Like we know the <laughs> heart and community. mind, right? And even that transition probably wasn't the the easiest coming from, and where did you come from before you were in Coatesville? Uh, Northern Chester County. Northern Chester so I've County. always grown up in the suburbs. I did live in Philadelphia for a short period of time, you know, years and years and years ago, but I, have not, I, I haven't been involved in it like a city environment for a very long time. Mm. I grew up in Northern Wilmington, you know, nor, but in the suburbs. Wow. But you know what it, you know what it is? I just think I, I love the city. I, I just, I love the residents. That's what really inspired me to come here. Yeah. We, we looked at the city because of the tax benefits from the qualified opportunity zone, but the move is hard. I mean, I'm growing businesses is hard. So the tax benefits alone aren't, really the reason for moving. Okay. I came here and did due diligence and it, and this was in 2019. So a lot of people told me not to do it. I was crazy, you know, that mm. the city wouldn't, it wouldn't embrace me. I wouldn't be able to work with the city. Yeah. It wouldn't get anything done. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Wow. And I walked in, I talked to everybody, you know, you can tell I talked to everybody. <laughs> So if somebody was on the, and I'm a little naive, so if they're on the sidewalk walking, I'll stop them and talk to them. I wanted to hear about the city, what their story was. I talked to the city. I talked to business owners. I hung out at the post office to watch how people interacted. Wow. Just did my due diligence. And I just fell in love with the people yes. because it's a gritty, resilient community. Mm -hmm. You know, they've had, they've only had each other for a very long period of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've just had to learn to, to lean on each other. And it's just, it's a very different town. I've never been anywhere like Coatesville. Wow. And um, I just, so I got to know people and they just opened their hearts to me. And so yeah. it went from there. So, yeah. Well, I can't say I speak for the entire city or, or, or but uh, I, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that I'm yeah. here. Um, thank you for being like who you are and the expressions of that. And I won't talk about things that we've talked about off, you know, off camera, but I've just seen some of the stories and just how you've interacted. And I think something that you, I know you have, but I know it will be very valuable for my generation and, and emerging leaders is the fact that no matter if it's stressful or burnout, like you still have an endurance. Mm hmm in spite what others may say or think, where did that come from? Well, I have my moments. I'm not perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are times when I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? Yeah. But you don't but quit. No, no, I don't quit. So how do you, how do you endure? Again, it could be stress, burnout, this person saying no, it, it doesn't, it, you know, but you still, but you learn, you learn that it, it's one step at a time. And, you know, going from point A to point Z isn't linear. You mm. know, I, building a company isn't linear. Okay. Helping a town revitalize isn't linear. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have periods where it, everyone's excited and you're seeing lots of progress. And then you're going to have times when it's just sticking with it, shoe leather, you know, block and tackle, one thing at a time, checking off boxes. And it, that's not... 
exciting. I mean, that's discipline. It's not quitting. But I think what's helped me, that's where I really draw on my my riding career. Okay. Because if you're, I competed at the international levels. Um, you hear that? Yeah. So I did that for many years, did yeah. the Florida circuit for nine years. So trained my uh, former um, Grand Prix horse. That's the level they use in the Olympics wow. from you know, barely backed to Grand Prix wow. and, I've, and had my own training center for a while. Wow. Yes, I did. Had 14 horses and students in training while I was in the, while I was, uh, had end solutions going, it was, it was wild. <laughs> it was wild. So anyway, I had good staff hmm. and that's another thing as a leader. I have, it's enabled me. I have phenomenal, I have phenomenal people who work with me. They're wow. geniuses. They work hard. They're loyal. You know, they just, I, I couldn't do all these things if I didn't have good support. Hmm. But anyway, when you are trying, anyone who's tried to be a, a top athlete, whether it's in high school or college or professionally, you know that it's the long haul. Mm. You've, you learn to play the long game and you learn not to worry about winning the battles. You learn to win, you want to win the war. Wow. So you tend to let some of the little stuff just, you know, it's a knit, keep going. It's a knit, keep going. Mm. So you're so looking at the big picture. <laughs> you got to stay with the big picture. So I knew I wanted to ride Grand Prix. I knew it was going to be hard because I couldn't, I couldn't do it full time. Mm. And, um, so I just had to figure out how I was going to create the time. And so I got into a career where I was paid according to what I produced, which meant I had my own schedule. So I was, ne I've never been on a salary. So my first job was in, in the investment world was you got paid according to what you had under management. So if I wanted to make more money, I went and got more clients. Wow. So, yeah. but that meant nobody could tell me I had to work nine to five with an hour for lunch, which meant if I got everything done in the morning and wanted could train with my coach in the afternoon, you I could, could do, do that. Mm -hmm. I could go to Florida mm -hmm. and work from Florida. So. Wow. That's that so, freedom and flexibility we talk about all the time, right? right? With like, a lot, people, it's a lot easier now with technology the way it is. Yeah. You know, in the '90s, it wasn't so easy. Yeah, in the early 2000s, it wasn't so easy. Wow. But it, you know, and the sort of gig economy is more common. Having your own business is more common. Yeah. So I think those are all really pluses that enable people to to do what they want to do. And yeah. then you add children to the equation. I don't have children, but which is another reason I'm, I think I'm able to have more time for right. all the other people that I'm not related to. But if you have children, that's a huge stressor, you know? So if you're trying to do all that at the same time mm -hmm. and you need to be present with them. Absolutely. So it's, it's trying just to get the yeah. pieces to work. I love what you said about the big picture. And I want to go from there. Cause that, that's helping me out. <clears throat> I come from the generation I wanted yesterday. Right. That's just the way that it, that it is. And so I think looking at the big picture, even podcasting, I was telling to saying to Lanisha, I said, I'm going to have to commit to this to at least five years and, and be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's times when um, you asked me as soon as you came in the studio, you said, you know, how's it going or whatever. It's I think it's the the, the encouragement, the things that are happening behind the scenes that I'm going to take and tuck for it when there are times that I feel like, you know what? I don't feel like doing this or that didn't go right or this didn't go this whatever. So mm -hmm. looking at the bigger picture and the goal and the impact and the kingdom, um, like this is the opportunity. Where, mm -hmm. where else will we get the opportunity? Right. Yes, I'm preaching, teach, but we're not going to have that opportunity that we have now in, in the pulpit or or any other. So yeah. it's things like this that I'm getting, I'm seeing like, okay, God, 
you're doing something really unique and powerful. And if I look at the big picture, it can help me to endure. And then for enduring doesn't have to be painful either. No. And I think that's a big difference yeah. for me. I had to change my perspective and say, you know what? I can enjoy and, and enjoy this. I think the scripture says it like patient endurance, that patient, consistent movement toward the goal. And that's the part that hits my heart because my generation is just, I've just wanted it yesterday. So seeing that mm -hmm. is super helpful for me to process, to say, hey, keep your eye on a bigger picture and take the victories and be present. I think, I don't think it's just your generation because I'm a, I want it yesterday okay. person too. So you're off the hook. Okay, Your generation you. is off the hook. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I think as you get older, you'll be more comfortable with things take time. Okay. I think the other thing from a biblical standpoint is a lot of times the Lord gives us the vision, but that may not be the time because mm. there's, there's, there's what he wants you to do. And then there's also the timing. Mm. So we may not be prepared yet. Yeah. So I tend to think, oh, I think, I think, I think I'm supposed to do this. And I go headlong in that direction and yeah. he needs to kind of choke or chain me back wow. and say, not yet. Mm. So, because you think about the Bible says a lot about waiting on the Lord. Yes. You know, those who wait on the Lord mm -hmm. renew their strength. Mm -hmm. um, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of talk about waiting on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we all need. If we are type A, visionary, outside the box thinkers, mm -hmm. waiting is really hard for us. And so I, I think it's, it's an area actually I've been studying because mm -hmm. it's where I need to grow yeah. is that, you know, the is, waiting is the waiting. See, but waiting, I look at the waiting is twofold because I think about waiting. Like we, if we were at a restaurant, we would have a waiter and that waiter's job is to serve us if we're, if we're sitting there as the guest. So it's not a still not doing anything type of waiting. You're right. Right. No, right? You're right. So you there's a lot that. you do while you're, well, you're waiting. waiting. You're not it, just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Right. But it's a serving aspect. And a, I think that's the posture and waiting that I think I sometimes have missed. Right. Um, that waiter is solely focused on, it should be right. A good waiter <laughs> on pleasing uh, 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 what, the, the, he's a servant. He's the, a paid servant. Yeah. <laughs> Understanding that area and ask, what is it that you want? How can I help you? It, do you need this? Do you need that? That's the part. That's the joy part in the area of waiting. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount wings of the eagle. They were running because of the area of serving in that, in that aspect. But I hadn't heard it that way. I've, I've heard it for years of like waiting on God is not doing anything. Like no, sitting there I don't believe like, so. I think you're being prepared. So yes. You're still, you know, you're, it doesn't yeah. mean, it just means maybe you don't, you don't move forward okay. or, or you don't make a change. Okay. I think when it talks about, cause generally I've, I've learned that where you are is probably where you're supposed to be. Hmm. So I think we're always thinking about, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough. And so I need to be doing this and this and this. But a lot of times when I have found in my life that when the Lord wants to move me into something else, he'll move, move me. me. I'm not going to have a choice. Like when it was time to, to step back from the horses, yeah. I didn't have a choice. And mm. he, he knew I wouldn't willingly do that. Wow. So horses got sick, oh. you know, things happened. It wasn't able, you know, and that's another pairing, yeah. right? There's no way I can have an international riding career and then build businesses and be involved in Coatesville. That's mm. ridiculous. Wow. But horses were what I wanted. And I, he was gracious to me and gave me the opportunity to do almost anything I ever could ever want to do mm. with the horse. Um, but you know, there's seasons yeah. and that it was time for that season to step back from that season.
but oh. I would, I kind of went kicking and screaming at first, yeah. but it, you know, he will, he, he will orchestrate circumstances to nudge you in that new direction yeah. and people will come into your life and it's amazing. And that's where, you know, it's, we call it, you know, it's a God thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. that things things happen that yeah. way but the other thing we're talking about stress because yes. i think we haven't talked about this enough <laughs> the importance of prayer okay because you fight your battles on your knees mm. i have found for me yeah, going back to my value system and my worldview yeah. the lord has established his his um, throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all mm-hmm. that's everything that's mm. me that's the people that are you know, or causing me issues, or that's my products, that's my customers, you know, his sovereignty rules all over all that. And, and um, so I think really keeping that connection with him gives us wisdom, because we get more wisdom, the more we're connected. It tell you know, it, it helps me see a clearer path. And a lot of times, he will have the long view, the long game, but he also have things he just wants you to do that day. Right. Needs that come in. Somebody may call. They just need five minutes. Mm-hmm. Their life is falling apart. They need prayer. Yeah. They need to know if they, they, I may know somebody they need to talk to, Yeah, you know, so it's a, you know, and those are short term, you know, those are not sometimes long term things that you want to do. It's part of your it, mm-hmm. but it's not maybe the like growing a business. It doesn't take that kind of time, No, but it's, um, you know, I just think, I think really, I don't think we spend enough time in prayer, in prayer, Okay, you know, because you're, that's the best way to fight, well, to I fight like your that. battles. You're, you're, you're saying, so I'm going to rewind a little bit <clears throat> and go from there. And then I also want you to give some, some ways that we can, um, find you on social media or mm-hmm. LinkedIn or wherever you, you, your businesses are, but when you were talking about the horses, I'm hearing passion. And then I also hear you speak about all the areas of how God has led you and, and, and your businesses and so forth and so on. And I see purpose, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, how even horses and different things like that have a passion of you has, has led you to purpose through, you know, through, so you said this, I feel like this prepared me for that. This prepared me for that. And so maybe somebody's watching and listen, they're like, I don't necessarily know my it yet, or even what my purpose is, but I know I'm passionate about this. Right. And we know the scripture talks about all things work together for good. good. And so if we just keep even going with the area of the passion, there are signs, there are things, there are people, places, and things that will help align us toward the area of purpose. And then you take your other P's, right? The preacher, I mean, now comes through. We got passion, we got purpose, and we also have the area of prayer which is going to help lead and guide that communication. And I just simplify it. Prayer It's communication with God. Right. Right. And so when it comes to that area, like that's that leading that guiding of God within around and amongst us, that's going to help lead and guide us from passion to purpose to help us to operate in. And and then as we do those things, then resources, finances, connections, all those things will take place. This is a passion that we're sitting in that led from a conversation and wherever God takes it, God takes it. Right. But we have to be open to that. And you're right. It is the continual conversation and communication with God that lets us know that, that we can petition, we can release things, trust God with, and then watch God work as we Mm cooperate with God. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is we tend to focus on what we like and what our talents are. Okay. A lot of times the Lord will call us in areas that, are not in our comfort zone, okay. are not where we see our talents, are totally outside of that. Because if you think of um, 
yet he'll use our passions and he'll, you know, they're there for, you know, he'll use them and to train us. But, you know, if somebody had told me five years ago, I would be moving to Coatesville and start a business and be involved in the community that I would never think I was equipped for that. So, I mean, the business side, certainly, because yeah. that's grown up, but just the whole, mm-hmm. just the community involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have thought I was equipped for that. Uh, so yet that's where he puts us. You know, I tell people. And that's your only, passion. It, it, it is my passion. He, well, he does. You know, he, you know, when it says delight in the Lord and he will give yes. you the desires of your heart. Yes. I used to think that meant that if I delighted in him, he'd make me a great horse rider because that was my desire of my heart. Right. No, as I delight in him, my my heart becomes more aligned with him. Right. His, right. So that what he has for me, even if it may be in a different place. Yeah is the desire of my heart mm-hmm. so that my, my heart desire changes. Yes. So, and that's where I see, I see here. So I think, I think for, for folks to realize that it's not always where their ideal passion mm-hmm. or their, you know, or their talent is because God doesn't necessarily call the equipped. He equips the called, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he has equipped me in ways I never would have thought possible. Yeah. And I, that's very different from where I was mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah. So I think that that's, yeah. you know, that's. I love it. I think the passion is within though. I think yes. a lot of times we use, uh, again, I can say pa- podcasting, but there's a passion that's transferable. The gift is transferable. Right, so what I give here, I give it in the pulpit. I give it in coaching. I give it in podcasting. It's still the passion of who I am. That doesn't change. That's my it. That goes wherever. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you're right. We we think of just the horse riding, but you learn so much from that from it that mm-hmm. that, that develops in passion and purpose that goes with you wherever you are. Right. And I think that's that part too. We can get disappointed because yes, I tried this business idea or this ministry, and it, it's not going well, and I want to quit, but your inner tugging won't let you mm-hmm. stay where you are. Your inner tugging will, will have you look, uh, this, the last episode, this episode is, is following the one with, with Fonz. Right. And so, you know, listening to his even journey and his story of from sneakers and Jordans to or even before thing or drugs and, and everything else <laughs> we talked about. Right. But there's a passion he's had all along the way. There's a passion you have along the way. There's passion. So I think that, it does help lead us to purpose. But I think that passion, it's there, you get an energy from doing something yes. that's, um, that is larger than yourself. Ooh, that's so good. So I think it, it, it doesn't necessarily come from what you're doing. It come, it doesn't, it mm. may not come from the specific, but you, you know, we're, it, it comes from doing something larger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, one of the sayings that I tend to think about when things get tough is you reap what you sow more than you sow later than you sow. Mm. That's actually a Charles Stanley rule for a living that, um, and he's a, a minister that died last year, but that has stuck with me because you do, you, it doesn't happen all at once. Wow. And a lot of times you're the benefits or, or what you see, yes. and it may not be monetary. It mm. may be the impact on people. Yes. I think sometimes in our culture, when we think of success, we think of monetary and stuff. Yes. And it, a lot of times we can't take that with us. Wow. You know, I don't need to be the richest person in the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> 
My drop, y'all. Come on, somebody. So thank you so much. Um, I could talk to you for hours. I, I, I could see that. Um, but I want to be a go- uh, govern your time as well um, as our listeners and our watchers, but of our viewers. But could you tell us how we can find you on whether social media or your websites? Um, sure. Yes. So I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, my page is public. Okay. So feel free to friend me, direct message me. I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I am. And then, you know, it's Susan.Springsteen with two E's, just like Bruce at h2oconnected.com. So it's an O, not a zero. Okay. So H2O like oxygen or okay. like water, actually. O is an oxygen. Mm-hmm. Dot com is my email. So people are free to reach out to me if they'd like. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so would you have the final words by leaving us with just a word of encouragement or something that we can take throughout our week and our journey. So anything on your heart and mind, we've talked about a whole lot, but if there's something you could leave us with. I want to leave you, this is not scripture. I'm going to leave you with a quote by Mark Twain. It's one of my favorite ones. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you found out why. Mm. So it's important. We find our why. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you. Elevation Nation, please like, share, subscribe, follow Susan Springsteen, as well as share this podcast with somebody who is an emerging leader that definitely can benefit from the value of this. You're not alone. And she drops so many mic drops. (laughs) Thank you again. God bless you. And we will see you guys next week. Now, don't forget to like, subscribe, and make a financial commitment to support us on Patreon. The link is in the description.